Hey, fellow truth seekers, on behalf of Dawn and I, we want to welcome you to Protect Your Peace podcast, where we will be bringing truth to light because we know that the truth sets us free. Together, we will explore current events unfolding around us, dive deeper into the underlying spiritual realities, and equip you, our listeners, with spiritual weapons to protect your peace. We are going to fight the good fight together. We're so glad that you're here. Welcome, friends. We're so excited and honored to have you with us here today for the very first kickoff episode of the Protect Your Peace podcast. I'm Don Funk, and we've got my great friend Rebecca on here. We are sisters in Christ, and we are just honored to have you joining us today. And guys, this is for anyone and everyone, regardless of what religion you are. We are just being obedient and, and sharing our hearts to help you have more truth truth and more light in your life. And so uh, before we get started, I wanted to just have Rebecca come on and just, you know, share a beautiful opening prayer uh, to kick this all off with us today. Uh, thanks so much, Don. Well, I'm happy to lead us in prayer. Just a, a nice little tidbit about this prayer. So I chose this prayer. This is actually the first prayer that I ever learned. I learned it when I was 19 years old and it was so helpful for me. And so I thought it'd be a great way for us to start. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Holy Spirit, beloved of our souls, we adore thee. Enlighten us, guide us, strengthen us, console us. Give us your orders, tell us what we should do. We promise to submit ourselves to all that you desire of us, and to accept all that you permit to happen to us. Let us only know your adorable will. Amen. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Rebecca. And, uh, you know, I just want to give a little disclaimer. So I'm actually in my closet <laughs> in my house and I have four crazy dogs. Uh, I've got two caged up, two sleeping. So if you do hear a dog bark, that will explain what's going on. Uh, but, you know, here's the thing, um, you know, we, again, are just so grateful to have you here. And uh, I know just even myself, like Satan, is real. He is on the prowl and uh, he is out there to, you know, destroy and, and uh, distract us and steal our joy. He's out there to spread confusion and lies. And you know, that is more reason why a podcast, something like this, I think is going to really help equip you to have more peace in your life. And uh, so this is our first episode, but this one's going to be structured a little bit different than all of the future ones, because this is going to be Rebecca and I just being raw and real about how did protect your peace even come about. And here's what's crazy. Like this just came about like in the last month. So this is not something that we've been planning for years and years. Um, literally, we are just being obedient in action, listening to the Lord. And uh, we're just going with it because we know that God is guiding us, um, you know, but, uh, you know, again, future episodes, we're going to have amazing guests who are going to be helping us spread truth and share truths. And, uh, you know, just know that uh, we're, we're just so excited about how God is going to guide all of these episodes. And, uh, you know, I'm a former school teacher. I'm a former college professor. And I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to researching and, uh, you know, looking for the truth. And so, you know, that got me really excited about doing something like this because, you know, I am a truth seeker. And there are a lot of lies 
that are out in the world right now. And so, um, you know, I want to just have Rebecca come back on and just, you know, share a little bit about who she is and uh, her love for the Lord. And then we'll kind of dig in a little bit more uh, with the podcast. Oh, thank you, Don. Well, I'll definitely say that, you know, another disclaimer, we're, Don and I are not claiming to be theologians or scripture scholars or anything. I, because we love God and we do seek the truth, I think we're coming here to open up dialogue and to bring things that we've discovered, things that we've discovered through prayer or resources or whatever uh, to the light. And, and so um, I guess I want to share that first and foremost, but my background or experience and how I came to be where I am today. So I actually had a conversion, I guess you would say. So I never really practiced a faith or anything growing up, but when I, right before I went to college, I was confirmed and I had a beautiful experience uh, when Cardinal Burke literally laid his hands on me. I didn't even know what confirmation was, but when the actual act of that sacrament happened, immediately after that, it was like, okay, I had so many questions. I was like, wait, who am I? Why is the world the way there, the way it is? Why is there suffering? What, you know, what's the purpose of life? And I had, I was insatiable. I had so many questions. So I go off to college and just started searching and seeking and studying and, and going to church and, and all of that. Well, uh, also I was at a, a secular college where there was a big ministry on campus and many of the people in the ministry started asking me questions and kind of even challenging me in my faith. And when they started doing that, I was like, I don't know, uh, let me find out and I'll, I'll go get an answer. And I would do that. I'd go and ask and find out and bring back what I discovered. And, and in doing that, that's when I first started to really become solidified in, in first of all, thirsting for the truth, loving the truth, but also knowing there is a truth. And when we know there's a truth, then we have to do our due diligence to really, really think deeply, really ponder, really search for what that is. And so in doing that, I did that all through college. I, I got my master's degree then at a, a Catholic college where I studied counseling. I got my master's in counseling and I studied, I worked, I studied, um, working with children and families. And then I did three and a half years of social work. And then I lived at a monastery for a year. And I was very blessed to, to take all of the courses that uh, a religious would take if they were going to enter religious life. So philosophy and theology, Aristotle, Thomas Aquinas, just really powerful classes. And I would say that year was transformative for me. I was still growing in my faith, but I actually had not yet been solidified in my identity, my sense of who I am. So I spent that year asking that question, who am I? It's a kind of a big, broad question, but in, in a lot of ways that year changed everything for me. From there, I went to India. I lived there for a year, taking care of 31 kids who are HIV positive at an orphanage. Uh, I, I was living with volunteers for like the first two weeks of that year. And then I had some, some nuns who were at the convent next door say, okay, you spent a lot of time here. Would you like a room here? So I ended up living in the convent and the, while I was taking care of these kids for the year. And that too provided me such a foundation in prayer and really taught me so much about prayer. And coming back then, I continued to do different ministries, traveling to Haiti and all around the United States, doing retreats, running, um, taking groups to Hawaii or, or Alaska, 
climbing mountains and learning philosophy and theology with them. And then um, after that, spent several years building a business, learning a lot about leadership and uh, engaging a lot with people. Absolutely loved that. And uh, in the last year, I've been on such an interesting journey because out of the blue at age 38, uh, I felt a very clear call to in, uh, look deeper into the religious life myself, which I hadn't, uh, wasn't looking for, I guess you would say, and ended up entering a Carmelite monastery. So I became a Carmelite nun and it was one of the most beautiful, beautiful experiences. It's such an honor to truly have seen the inside of a Carmel and know what that's like. And uh, a contemplative nun, you know, her whole purpose is to be the heart, like the heart of the church, because your whole life is an offering of sacrifice and prayer for souls all over the world. So you become a mother of souls of the whole world. And then um, my superiors, felt that it was God's will that they sent me, send me home, that they believed I had a mission in the world. And so here we are. And so I'm not surprised that God's put this beautiful little ministry in our lap and asked us to do this, but um, it's just been a, a, a blessing of a journey that's been highs and lows and all over the place, but definitely walking with the Lord throughout my adult life. And, and um, truth has always been my compass since that day I was confirmed on. Oh, I love that so much. And, you know, some of you guys might be sitting here listening like I do and thinking, oh my gosh, like just the experiences and the things, the sacrifices and all that you've already done um, in your life. And then I'm sitting here going, I didn't even find God until I was 40 years old. I mean, that's what's so amazing is how God works and that, you know, he's aligned the two of us for this amazing podcast and yet we come from such diverse, different backgrounds. And I'm like, only God could do something like this, could partner us together. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, I didn't even, you know, I grew up without religion. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just uh, now at 40 years old was the first time in my life that I ever prayed. Um, and so I just, I want to speak to those of you that are on here who maybe might be like me and you don't have, you don't know a lot of truth about religion. Um, you don't know a lot of, um, you have a lot of confusion and a lot of fears. Um, you know, I've been there, I'm still there in a lot of areas. And so that's why I'm so grateful for Rebecca because, I mean, she is just such a light and such a source of truth. And, you know, I, I, I have something I call God logic. It's the purposeful placement of people in our lives. And I do believe that that's one of the greatest way that God blesses us is through this placement of people. And it's no coincidence that I met Rebecca, you know, years and years ago in that leadership company. And uh, I mean, I think we clicked pretty much right off the bat, Rebecca. And, uh, you know, we were just drawn to each other's like positivity, to each other's energy, to each other's hearts. Um, and, you know, that is, I mean, just, oh, you know, she is one of the most amazing hearts I, I've ever known. And so, um, so that's kind of where that started. And so we've had this friendship. But then when Rebecca, you know, went to become a Carmelite, you know, obviously a little unplugged from, you know, um, life when she was there and hadn't really heard from you in a while. Um, and, and then I think I heard from you maybe once through Facebook, but then about a month ago, out of the blue, I get this phone call. And, and I just want to say one other little piece to this. So before she called, 
we had just made this like long stressful move down to Florida. It's a big whole hot mess story, but massively downsized into a much smaller home. And I kept hearing God say, okay, in this house, I know it's smaller, but I want you to create a prayer room in your closet. Like, you know, and, and as I'm unboxing, I find the movie, the war room is like another sign. And I'm like, okay, I guess in my teeny tiny new closet, I need to carve out a space for a prayer room, a war room, but I didn't really understand like how I was going to use it or all of the ins and outs, but I'm like, I just have to create this space. And so here I am right now, like God knew, he knew that Rebecca call and birthing of this podcast and the ministry would take place. Um, so I just, I would love for you, Rebecca, to just share, because again, this podcast is about why did we even start this? Share about that phone call to me and what prompted you um, to reach out to me. Sure, sure. So, um, so I've been spending my days since I've left Carmel, uh, our Lord has put this beautiful woman in my life named Patty, and she is a seamstress. And so I've been spending my days with her. She's teaching me to work with beautiful linens to make beautiful things for priests and seminarians to wear for the liturgy. Well, while I've been doing that about a month ago, all of a sudden, Don just really, Don and Brett both were there on my mind, on my heart. And I was like, oh, that's nice. You know, usually when that happens, that means pray for that person. So I was like, okay. So I started praying for them and I was like, you know, offering them to God and just, you know, asking him to bless them, help them with whatever they're going through. And, and that happened like a day and then another day. Well, after a week, I was like, it, it was coming every day, like pray for Dawn, pray for Dawn, pray for Dawn and Brett. And I was like, okay, is something really wrong? I mean, I don't know. So I, I know Dawn's typically on Facebook. So I go on there and I look and, and uh, she was doing a live on some things going on with health concerns in our country. And I was like, okay, so she's alive and well, obviously. And, and so that was a good sign. But then another week went by and it was almost, it almost started like haunting me. And I started to feel guilty. Like, okay, I think I'm supposed to reach out to Dawn, but like, I just let that sit there and I almost put it over in this little corner and I pray for them and ignore the, the, the idea that I was supposed to call Dawn, which at that point, I really knew I was supposed to call her. So finally, I told Dawn when I called her, I was like, I feel like Jonah, like I'm just running from Nineveh, you know, like, oh. but finally I was like, okay, I need to figure this out. So I went to prayer at the end of my days, when I finish up at 4:30, I drive over to the church and I spend an hour with Jesus in silence every day. So I said, I'm going to talk to you, Jesus, at the end of the day about this. So I go to the church and I, you know, I silence myself. I put myself in God's presence and I ask him, I'm like, I'll call Dawn, but I don't have anything to say to her. And this is how I touch Jesus is a lot, you know, like, okay, like you got to give me some more, some more info or something. So I was like, I'll call her. I don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, like, I have no problem calling Dawn. I'm not worried about that, but why? And immediately this image came to me that, uh, when I called Dawn, then I relayed to her, I, I was like, Dawn, you might think I'm crazy, but you've been on my mind for the last several weeks. And I'm finally following through obediently delayed obedience. Uh, one time I heard a priest say delayed obedience is disobedience. And I think that would be too, was like one of the linchpins, like, okay, I'm making the phone call today. And what the image that came to my mind or the memory, I guess you will, when I was in my mid twenties, 
I was on an excursion with a group of young people and a priest, and we were in Manhattan at the top of the World Financial Building. And I kind of separated myself from the group, and I was overlooking uh, out the window of the skyscraper down on all the chaos of Manhattan, right? And there's cars everywhere, people everywhere. They're going in every direction. And uh, the priest came over by me, and he just like, came by my side, and he's like, you see those people down there? And he pointed off like to the West and, and he's like, you know, look at the, the rat race going on down there. And then he said, now look over here. And he pointed to the East and he said, see all of those people over there. And he said, you know, they're very much aware of what's right in front of them, but not the bigger picture. They don't see the other people on the other side. They don't see the bigger picture of what's happening. And he said, this is a gaze of wisdom. This is what wisdom is. It's when you elevate yourself above a situation or a, or a scenario and you have the gaze of Christ and you see things from a differently different perspective, a perspective of wisdom and faith. And he said, you should always pray for wisdom and strive to have a gaze of wisdom in your life. And wisdom is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So you want to ask the Holy Spirit for that gift. And that impacted me so much, but I have not thought about that in years and years, but that's exactly what came to me when I asked Jesus what I was supposed to, to talk to Don about. So long story short, I said, Don, you know, I saw on Facebook, you're talking about a lot of the current events that are going on. I think that Jesus wants me to share with you the bigger picture and the spiritual reality behind the chaos happening in our world right now, because I don't think there's anybody who doesn't sense it anymore. You know, we're all aware something is going on and the chaos is getting more chaotic. The darkness is getting darker. The deception is all over. People don't know who to trust, what to believe. There's polarized sides of so many different controversial topics and questions. And so I just share, you know, I shared with John behind all of the physical realities we see, there is a spiritual reality and there's a spiritual battle going on. And she was well aware of that battle, but I was able to share with her a little bit more about the big picture. There's a saying that says, so goes the church, so goes the world. And a lot of events have happened in the last really 100, 200 years in the church specifically that have completely correlated with all of the current events. So I don't know how much you want me to share about that, Don, but that's kind of really how things initially came about. And that one conversation was a game changer because we from there just took off, right? Well, and you know, I'm just listening to Rebecca and something just popped into my brain because, you know, in the business that I'm in, I have always, and I, I've been doing what I do for almost 11 years, and I've always taught people, you know, it's a leadership company, like you don't get into politics on social media, like you don't, you don't post things on social media that are, you know, going to create any controversy, but this is what's so crazy, and I don't know if I share this with you, it was um, like last, like January, February-ish, so of this year, um, I was down in my basement. I, I use an infrared sauna a lot, just a whole separate story for um, just some health things. And I vividly remember this one day when God's like, I need you to start sharing some difficult stuff on social media. And I remember like arguing with him going, what? Like, no, I don't know. I teach. You don't get into politics. You don't post controversial things on social media. And he's like, Don, I need you to be bold. Like, I need you to be courageous. I need you to start, you know, cause he knew I was 
researching and, you know, uh, not watching the mainstream media. He knew that I was taking ownership and just really digging. Again, I'm a nerd. I love researching. Um, so I think he knew that. But yet I wasn't putting it out there uh, because of fear, right? Of like, oh my gosh, I'm not supposed to do this. And, you know, this is not, you know, how you should be. And yet I'm not going to keep arguing with God. Like, let's just be real. And so I'm like, okay, fine. Like, I'm going to start posting this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's crazy. Uh, you know, just I've lost a lot of friends. Um, you know, I'll be honest about that. But I've also been able to help a lot of other people through God, you know, telling me through the obedience to God, to speak the truth, to, to be in the open about what's going on. Um, it's been amazing to see how that truth is impacting other people. Um, and so the crazy thing is you guys, like what I know is like a little mustard seed, <laughs> okay. Compared to what Rebecca knows. And so when she called me up that day, and the crazy thing is, Rebecca, you're like, I didn't know what I was supposed to say to her. Okay. That phone call, like how long did we talk on the phone? Like a long time. It was a long time. Like, I mean, crazy long time. And I mean, by the end of that phone call, I'm like, Rebecca, we need you. You know, so much. Like I am in awe at just everything that you've shared with me, your wisdom. Like I, I just, we have to get this out. Like, I don't know near as much as you. Like my gift is I'm a gatherer, like God knows I'm good at gathering people, but like all this stuff that, you know, Rebecca, I'm like, we have to get it out and I'm a good organizer. So I'm like, we need to start a podcast. Like that's how it kind of first came about. Um, and guys, we could go on and on. This has evolved in literally less than a month. This has evolved into a ministry, um, into a retreat. I mean, there's, there's so much, um, that God is doing through this, but, uh, you know, but anyway, so I just, I wanted you guys to hear how this all kind of came about just that phone call that day. And, and now to be sitting here in the closet that God told me to create, I had no clue why, like, again, it just goes to sometimes God is going to put things on your heart and you're not going to understand like why, but he's chapters and chapters and years and years ahead of you. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing when you see that plan unfold. But, uh, but before we get on to our next topic, I don't know, is there anything else that you wanted to share just about, you know, how this kind of birthed out of that phone call, Rebecca, um, and then we'll move on. But yeah, well, I guess the last thing I'll just say, well, and a funny side note to all of that, what you just said, Don, is I wanted to be, you know, a cloistered nun. So the idea of being on a public podcast, you know, Don truly said that in that first phone call. She's like, my gift is gathering. Your gift is all this knowledge. Like we need to bring this. And I'm like, oh, I would like to be hidden. <laughs> but so we really are just bringing this to you guys, not as like, yeah, I guess take it all, you know, and do with it as you wish, but uh, we're just bringing our hearts to you. And that's, that's really our purpose of being here. And because we know that there is so much fear and anxiety out there, so many question marks, so much uncertainty that we, you know, we both feel so grateful for a sense of strength, of hope, of peace. And we have discovered ourselves personally resources and 
ways to help protect our peace. And the name of this podcast came out in that very first phone call too. It was like, it just blurted out of Dawn's mouth. How about protect your peace? And I was like, yeah, that's great. And she's like, do you have an idea for a logo? And I just like wrote down something. It was like, all of it was just there. Mm -hmm. And, but really uh, if there's, you know, I guess from the heart of our hearts, we want to bring peace to people because God is peace. He's truth. He's light. And with all of the darkness and deception around us, we've got to tap in, we've got to be tuned in and we have to stay connected. And this is just one way that we can hopefully bring people together and give people the resources and tools to intentionally work, to uh, stay connected to your source, to maintain peace or to regain peace or find ways to pray or ways to, you know, all, all the resources that we want to bring to you. Uh, we have an entire Google Doc of, of stuff that that we want to bring, come to share, but that's really our purpose and our intention here with this podcast is to help people and equip them to have the tools and resources to know the truth, which will set them to set to set us all free and bring us all peace. So I love that so much, and you know, and you didn't even plan this, but I told Rebecca, I'm like, okay my curling irons broke, you know, hot mess express here. I'm wearing a hat for the kickoff. And my dogs have literally chewed all of my really good hats that have like Bible scripture. Like I wanted to wear something kind of faith-based. The only thing I had left was this chaos coordinator. And I'm like, you know what, that fits this. And you use the word chaos multiple times, because again, I've, you know, when I think about how Satan works in our lives, it's like, he creates chaos. He creates confusion. And, um, you know, and again, I just encourage you as does Rebecca to really just slow down, to be more still, to be more present with your father and, you know, to have something like this, a podcast that's going to be speaking truth and light from the heart. Um, again, to create that community, this safe place for you to know that, you know what, if you're feeling chaotic, if you're feeling afraid, you're not alone. And um, we know that there are other people. Um, I know I'm right there with you. I mean, you know, so yeah, um, just appreciate that. But, um, you know, I would like to, um, you know, just kind of go on. I'm looking at my notes here. Oh, um, and I know you kind of already touched on this, Rebecca, but, you know, when we came up with the logo, Protect Your Peace, um, and it's crazy. I, I think I may have thrown that out, but then you saw signs. You were like driving on a freeway and you sent me a screenshot. You're like, wasn't like Peace Boulevard or something. I don't know. We started seeing signs because here's one cool thing to you guys. Like as we were having ideas, Rebecca's like, we need to pray about it. Like we need to make sure this is from God. And it was pretty powerful. Like to see, like, as we prayed through the parts of this, how he was showing, you know, um, confirmation of those things, but, you know, we do, we have a beautiful logo, uh, that Rebecca, um, you know, was, had the, had the heart for that and, and just what it's turned into. But, you know, when you think about just protect your peace and, and ways that people can do that, and I know you've already kind of touched on this, but, you know, um, is there any last thing you just want to kind of mention with that? And then I want to move over next to what's a part of that logo, um, which is a rosary. And so I'll touch on that next, but any other last thoughts for just protect your peace and what people are going to get out of this podcast? Definitely. No, for sure. Well, the, the, the truth is, is that God has a plan for each one of us. He has a will. Each one of you, each one of us was created for a purpose. We're made in his image and we're made 
to fulfill his will will be where we are the great, we are the most happy. It's where we'll have the most peace when we're doing God's will. So, uh, so two thoughts. That's number one is, are we asking what is God's will for my life? Am I doing God's will in my life right now? And that means, you know, big picture, small picture. I think, you know, let's be honest. We have so many things on our plate. Life is so crazy. It is hard to slow down and just ask, Lord, what is your will for, for my life, for my family, for my, you know, ministry, my job, whatever the case may be, if there's a place of anxiety or fear or stress, like really stopping and, and taking that to prayer and asking God, what is your will in this? And, and like Don said, that's something that we've, we are trying to so intentionally do, because that's all we want to do is his will, because we know that's where peace lies. And that's where our happiness lies is in his will. And so we always want to keep that at the forefront. And if that's not something that you're, that you're praying about and asking, then it's something to start praying about and asking even today, you know, either when you finish this podcast or turn it off right now, there's nothing we could say that's more valuable than what, than what God could say and wanting to do your will, but telling him, I want to do your will. And then asking him to show you and lead you. And he truly will. He wants to, but he needs receptive receptivity and he needs open ears and an attentiveness to him to protect your peace through doing his will. That's one thing. The other thing is this, when I was praying about, uh, today, you know, anything that we, that we would share, I thought of, so when Pope Benedict XVI was the Pope, he specifically told the United States of America that there are three threats that we need to be aware of in order to protect our peace. The first, so the three threats are this relativism, secularism, and materialism. And so those threats are all around us. They're bombarding us in our culture today, the way that our culture is we are being suffocated by relativism, secularism, and materialism. So relativism, relativism is what's good for me is good for me. What's good for you is good for you. And it's negating the truth. But the truth is, is there is a truth and we need to go beyond hurting feelings or emotional, uh, I guess, dispositions towards controversial topics and really really come to the clarity of the truth in those controversial topics. And, and so seeking the truth in, in that, and even in our daily lives, I think it's a matter of, you know, like if you're having a stressful day or thing or having anxiety or fear, it's stopping and saying, okay, now what is the truth here? Because something that the devil does want to do is he wants to divide. He wants to, to cause problems in our lives. And even, you know, like we might have I'll totally honest, like I called my mom yesterday, just about a very simple thing. And somehow we started to get a little agitated and I'm like, okay, this isn't from God. And I had to stop instead of like really letting my emotions take off and say, okay, now what's the truth here? My mom's struggling multiple things. I just called and interrupted her to talk about something that I wanted to talk about. So I had to stop and say, what's the truth? Okay. And then I was able to respect where my mom was at and what she was doing and say, you know what, I'm going to call you on Thursday when I'm driving instead. And so staying in the truth, even in those little circumstances helps to protect our peace. So relativism, then secularism. So, you know, we have eliminated God from all public spheres and we are doing it more and more, whether it's schools, um, you know, 
all, all public places, God is no longer welcome. Well, the fruit of that is going to be very negative. So we can't always control those public places, but we can control our homes, our hearts, our cars, our, our places, our, your desk at work, whatever it is, you know, bring God help, have him present. Uh, you know, look at, look at Dawn's beautiful closet right there. Like she's got so many reminders, right? right there where she can go to her space in her house and take time to pray. And um, how could that place not elevate you to God and bring you to think of him, you know? So, so even though God may not be out in the culture, we have to bring him present and not only in our homes, but to our children, you know, praying with praying together as a family or with your kids or, but bring making him present with little physical reminders. And then lastly, materialism. And I think this goes right along with probably the best thing we can do to combat materialism is just take us a, a realistic inventory of our lives. How are we spending our time? How are we spending our resources? You know, what, what are our, our, our priorities? Because here's another truth. The truth is, is that order creates peace and happiness. Disorder creates chaos and unhappiness and all kinds of other bad fruits. And so just taking an inventory of our lives, are things properly in order? We know from the 10 commandments, God is number one. He, you know, we should have no other gods before him. And that means food, TV, golfing, sports, recreation, our job, um, another person. And that's, that's hard, you know, like you love your spouse, you love your kids, but is God truly number one? And does your life reflect that? So do you spend more time watching TV than you do praying? Or, and, and you know, that's a great example of, for God's will. Like if you, if you're a TV watcher, okay, well, like that's not a bad thing in and of itself if it's in the proper order, but maybe part of that time that you spend watching TV, you could stop and spend that time asking God, what is your will for me? Is there something you want me to be doing with my time and resources? How can I serve others and spend some of my time doing things like that? So, so I think for protecting our peace, Don, you know, it's really desiring to do God's will, asking him how we do it, and then being aware of the threats that we need to combat in order to carry out that will and those threats of the uh, relativism, secularism, and materialism. So those are my thoughts. So good. And, you know, I'm just sitting here listening to you and I wish I would have prefaced. So guys, you're going to have to rewind this. Okay. Because you need to have a journal <laughs> for this podcast. I'm not even kidding. I mean, I'm listening to you. That was like an amazing lesson. What you just taught us. I mean, that was so good, Rebecca. And, you know, I just really encourage all of you guys to invest in some type of journal and little secret at some point, Rebecca and I are hoping to have something, um, you know, that we can offer to you that will help you. But, um, but, you know, I just, and get one that's got like a cool scripture on it. You know, this is one of my favorites, Jeremiah 29, 11, um, you know, just have some type of scripture again, surrounding yourself with God's word. But, uh, but I hope that you guys are taking notes on some of the stuff and we'll go back to it and read it and, and just soak it all in. And, you know, you said something um, just about God's will. And again, you know, I'm someone that did not find, you know, Jesus until I was 40 years old. And um, it was through a prayer out of desperation because I was broke, broken, 
you know, um, going to Cashland, Checksmart. I mean, we were, um, you know, about to file bankruptcy. My husband and I um, were not in a good place in our marriage. We were talking about divorce. And I vividly remember my oldest daughter's birthday, June 15th, 2011, when I was so broke and broken and I was staring at myself in the mirror. And I was just like, I don't know how to fix my life. And when you don't have a life with Jesus Christ in your life, you are very scared. You are very broken. You have a lot of fears. I had massive fears about death and dying and, you know, oh, just, you know, craziness. And so, but I'm in the mirror praying. And I just remember thinking like, what do people do when they're really broken, broken and desperate? And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, they pray to this God guy. Like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm just going to try praying to this God guy. Like, I mean, that's literally what came out of my mouth. And so for the first time ever in my life at 40 years old, well, like two weeks before my 40th birthday, my birthday is July 2nd. Hers was June 15th. I put my hands together and I pray for the first time. And, you know, guys, I mean, just literally, you know, the Holy Spirit, I didn't know it at the time, but came over me. And, you know, he spoke some things to me that are just absolutely mind blowing and true today. But he just, you know, one thing that he said to me that I live, I live for every single day, his will is that, you know, just to always be humble, to always pay it forward, to always help other people. And, you know, it is, it's an honor to wake up every day with that on my heart. But, you know, I just want to share one last little piece of this that some of you guys might be going, well, how do I know if it's God's will? Like, how do I discern that? Mm -hmm. And I had a really amazing friend. Um, he was actually the vice principal of the school that I worked at. And he was very, very uh, much a Christian man. And I was having to make this really hard decision about whether or not I should walk away from my 14 year teaching teaching career. I had two master's degrees, very invested in that as my career. And I was so stressed and my head was like, oh my gosh, if you leave, you're going to lose your good insurance. You have your retirement, you know, like my head was just going crazy. And, but then my, you know, head was going, but you could have freedom and you could be home with your kids. And so there was like this war going on in my mind. And, and so I'm sitting at this appointment with him and he can just see how much I'm struggling. And he said, Don, he said, can we just stop for one minute? He said, can I speak to you as just a, a Christian man, you know, just as a friend? And I'm like, yes, please. And he said, and keep in mind, I'm just having Jesus in my life. You know, this was less than a year after that prayer. He said, this is my piece of advice for you. He said, when you have these moments and you're trying to understand what is, you know, your will in your life, he said, listen to your heart. He said, because your heart is the Holy Spirit. That is, that is God talking to you. He said, your, your head, like that's, that's not from God. He said, you have to listen to your heart. So, um, so Rebecca, I don't know. I mean, that's just was advice that was given to me. I'm assuming that's good advice. Do you agree with, I know you, you have so much wisdom. Is that still good advice to like, just follow your heart? We do. I mean, yes, we do. We have to use our head and our heart, but certainly God speaks through the desires of our heart. Definitely. And there's so many ways that we can learn to, to discern God's will, to, to know his will. And, but definitely, you know, I think we've all had those times where we're like, we feel in our heart, okay, this is, I want this, but I'm scared to, to do that. Or, or, okay, hang on. Something's not right here. And that's a, that's real. And we, 
you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't necessarily speak to us in, in words, but there's a refined sensitivity that we can develop to learn his language. And that's something uh, we're going to do a whole podcast on that topic, actually, to learn the language of the Holy Spirit. I remember the first time I, so that prayer that we prayed in the beginning of this podcast, that was given to me by a priest. So I, uh, when I, when I had my conversion, right after that happened, my mom said, well, let's go hear this Bishop talk that had confirmed me. So we're at this talk, you know, and, and it's people who are like a lot older than me. I was 19 years old and I was just standing there. My mom's like chatting with all the people and this priest walks up to me and he's like, oh, um, hi, he introduced himself. He's like, have you ever discerned your vocation? And I was like, what's a vocation? And he was like, well, you know, like God has a, a purpose, a plan for you. So it might be to be a wife and a mother. It might be to be a missionary. It might be to be a nun, a religious, or, you know, men can be called to be priests, whatever. And I was like, oh no, I never did that. And he's like, well, if you ever have questions or need anything, here's my card, you know, I'm, I'm here to help you. So I go back to college and for two weeks, this haunts me like, okay, if I have a vocation or if there's God's will, how am I going to know what it, like, how do I know, you know, and it, like for two weeks, I was in agony over this question. So I called that priest up and I was like, listen, you started this. So you have got to help me because I am like, so I don't know anything. And I don't know how I know what I'm supposed to do. And he was like, okay, well, you know, why don't you let's, I, I ended up going on retreat and staying at a convent that was right next to his, his the bishop's quarters where he lived. Well, it, that's when he gave me that prayer. And he told me this, he said, when you're making a big decision, like Don, for example, the decision you just talked about, he said, ask yourself, am I making this decision out of strength or am I making it out of weakness? And that's all, we always want to make our decisions out of strength. There might be fear involved. There might be like, I don't know if I can do this, but to make that decision out of strength and not weakness is always a, another good indicator that you're headed in the right direction. And so uh, not too long after that, I remember uh, a theologian, actually, I was asking him about freedom, like, and, and no, like doing God's will. Like I, I didn't understand, or I was asking him about, well, you know, can't I do, can I just choose and do different things that I want to do? Like, is that God's will or whatever? And he said, he gave me the example. It was such a good analogy. He said, think of this, like if a train is going down train tracks, uh, if it looks at the cars and says, well, I want to drive on the road and it jumps off the tracks and uh, because it wants to drive on the road, well, it's going to stop and it's not going to work very well. But if it stays on the tracks, what it was made for, it will be free. It'll be happy. It'll be fulfilling its purpose. And so even though there might be things that look appealing or that look better, he, and then he gave the analogy of a fish in a fish tank, like a fish is in a fish tank. He sees the people he wants to, you know, go walk around like people. He jumps out of the fish tank and he can't breathe because he, because he, he needs to be in water to live. So, um, all that being said, I think there are many ways we can know God's will, but that's, um, following your heart is certainly very important. Okay. And I'm cracking up. So I just texted you another topic for another episode. So I apologize. It just pinged on your phone, but yeah, so it's a future episode, by the way, which you guys, you are in for, oh my gosh, the episodes that we have planned are going to be mind-blowingly awesome. Um, but anyways, well, I 
real quick, I want to just bring attention to this beautiful rosary um, that Rebecca actually sent to me. And it's such a, a precious gift and I'm, I'm so grateful for it. And I, I just want to be really real and honest and saying that, you know, I, I've never prayed the rosary, um, not by myself yet. I just want to be really honest. Um, and I know that it's something that my grandmother did and, and Brett's grandmother did. And, you know, just, um, you know, he grew up Catholic and, you know, my mother um, grew up Catholic, my grandmother's Catholic. And, you know, it's something that I know what it is, but I've never used it before. And in my conversation with Rebecca, she was telling me about how it is an amazing spiritual weapon. And so, you know, when she drew the logo and she had that for the why, I was like, oh, that's so beautiful because, you know, again, I'm, I'm like some of you guys, maybe that maybe live in fear, maybe struggle, don't know what to pray. Um, you know, but Rebecca has so much knowledge and there'll be a whole podcast specifically about the truth about the rosary. But, you know, Rebecca, I would love for you to just, you know, take a couple minutes and just talk about the rosary. And I think, you know, just one of the first things too, you just address, because I, you know, I've, I'm not Catholic, um, you know, right now, um, but is it okay to pray the rosary? Like, can anyone pray it? And just give us a little bit of, a little bit, because I know we're going to save a lot of it for a future podcast. Sure. Yes. Well, the rosary came up in Don and I's initial conversation because we were talking about the spiritual battle that we're in, in our world right now. And, you know, what do we do? And I don't know that I would know what to do other than I told Don about how in 1917 in Portugal, the blessed Virgin Mary. So Jesus's mom appeared to these three shepherd children and I know it kind of sounds like a fairy tale, but this really did happen. You can look it up. You can, you know, learn all about it. And this is, this is all factual information, but our lady appeared to these children. She actually appeared on the 13th of every month for six months, May through October. And so she warned, she, she shared with these children, like, I want you to warn people that if, if people don't turn back to God, have him in their life, like there's going to be suffering, there's going to be a lot of problems. And she, the, the weapon she gave us to maneuver through and handle these problems and, and basically be in the battle is the rosary. And so she gave the rosary to St. Dominic much, a, a long time ago, but on, in 1917, when she appeared to these children, she specifically said, I want you to pray the rosary every day. And she said that because she knew that she wanted to give us a tool and a resource that anybody could do because it's so simple and to be able to give us, help us. We need sanctifying grace. We need protection from, from the evil one. It says in scripture that, um, you know, I will put enmity between you and the woman between her offspring and yours. And so between the devil and the Virgin Mary's children, which is all of us, because on the cross, Jesus gave us Mary as, as our mother, and he gave us to her. And so uh, I don't know of another time that the Virgin Mary appeared and gave us a specific, specific instruction of what to do other than at Fatima, where she said, pray the rosary every day. And she said that because she knew that that's what would keep us the closest to Jesus. And that's what we need for protection and for peace. 
And so the rosary is so powerful. When she gave it to us, she gave us 15 promises along with it. So, you know, uh, full transparency, it's only been, I don't know, a few years, I guess, that I've been praying the rosary every day. I had prayed it before, but I always struggled with it because I'm like, this kind of, you know, I felt like it was boring or I felt like I, you know, like I feel like I didn't have time, even though it's 20 minutes tops or I, I just, it wasn't like, oh, I love doing this. But once I committed to doing it every day, that love for doing it, now I just love the rosary, but I didn't always. And uh, those, one of those promises, I'll just give you an example because I won't go through all of them, but one of them is signal graces. You will receive signal graces. So Dawn mentioned earlier how when we decided to do Protect Your Peace podcast, literally, I think it was a day or two later, I was driving and I saw this huge sign, you know, Peace Boulevard. And there, that's a signal grace. And so there's so many graces that come with the rosary, especially protection from evil, which is all over. And so uh, grace wins. I, I have my grace wins shirt on today too. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that you said that. <laughs> and it does. And so uh, Dawn was so funny because we were talking about the rosary and then she's like, wait, if this is true, like if this really happened and, you know, in the Fatima apparitions, all the children were telling people what Mary had said to them and people were like, you're crazy. You know, they didn't believe these kids and they actually were punishing them by, and saying like, you're lying. So they went to the Virgin Mary cause she would, she, they knew she would come every month and they said, we nobody's believing us. Like they think we're crazy. And she said, I will do a miracle on October 13th. And so she told the children to tell the people that she'll prove it through this miracle. Well, on October 13th, 1917, the miracle of the sun happened. There were over 70,000 people that came to this, to this cove where Mary said she would do a miracle over 70,000 people. And it was the, it was raining. It was muddy. The weather was horrible and people are gathered out there. And then the miracle of the sun happens where uh, the sun, literally it, it moved around in the sky. It plunged towards the earth. It went back. Um, she appeared in, uh, in three different forms. The Virgin Mary did, but only the children saw her, but everybody saw the miracle of the sun. And instantaneously, every single person was dry. There was no more mud, like everything. Then the sun went back in, in, into the sky, like it should be. And many, many, many conversions happened. And this was documented in tabloids and everything else. But all that to say that Our Lady told us the answer, which is the rosary. So when I told Don all of this and more, she goes, well, then we need to get everybody a rosary. And she goes, I don't even have a rosary. So it was such yeah. a funny thing. It was so cute. But, um, but that's why we chose to put it in our logo because of the power of the rosary and the peace that comes along with it and the promises that that come along with it. I love that. The peace, the power and the promises. That's awesome. I love that. That's so good. And uh, yeah, and we will, we'll be doing all kinds of uh, giveaways and just, oh my gosh, the people that already in our life, we already have a couple of friends that have been making some for us to bless other people with. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you just sharing that so much. And like I said, that's going to be a whole episode, you guys. Um, there's just so much to learn from that and uh, just an amazing thing. Um, 
So as we kind of wrap this up, and this has been so stinking good, Rebecca, like, I don't know about you guys, but I could listen to Rebecca talk for like 20 hours straight, <laughs> like her, your, her voice just exudes peace. Um, and you know, you just, the, the truth that you're going to be bringing to this podcast. And I I'm already just so blessed by everything that I've learned. And, you know, and that's one thing I want to tell you guys, um, you know, that, we do encourage you, like maybe we should give a little bit of homework uh, with each episode, you know, so that you should go, you know, continue to look for truth outside of even this podcast. And so Rebecca shared about, you know, um, the Blessed Mary coming and, and, and Fatima and I, if I'm watching anything, please jump in. But, uh, but again, what could someone like, you know, if you guys have your journal, um, Our Lady of Fatima, the miracle of the sun, like you guys could go research that and not like, uh, oh, what's the one website that everyone goes to that's not really, do not go to Wikipedia, okay, (laughs) not a Wikipedia research, but like, authentic, legit, you know, really do some digging um, and go to legitimate websites written by credible people. but research that, look into that, learn more about that. Because when Rebecca and I had that conversation, I ended up finding this incredible movie that I sent her. I'm like, I just like was bawling, crying. This movie just rocked my world about how the rosary has been used from generation to generation and today and, and specific stories of people's lives to change of it. And so that's some, as I kind of move into this last little part, like we are creating a Facebook community and we will be sharing things like this in that Facebook group, um, because I would love for everybody to watch this movie. Uh, but in addition to that, you guys, again, remember it was just going to be a podcast. Well, now in a month, less than a month, it has evolved into a website. So we actually have a protect your peace dot live. Okay protectyourpeace.live. Um, and that's just hopefully to inspire you guys like, Hey, we are, you know, going to live strong and courageous and we are going to be armed with the truth. Um, so you guys can go check out our website. Now, disclaimer, this is our first podcast. Our website is being built as we speak. Um, and it'll be a work in progress, um, as we continue to evolve, but on that website, we'll have some resources. Um, you know, there'll be a way for you to sign up uh, through email to get reminders when our podcasts are going to be dropping every month on the 1st and the 15th. There'll be a podcast every month to a month on the 1st and 15th. It'll be live. And so we'll send out emails to you letting you know, like, hey, oh, the next one's coming up. Oh, the truth about, you know, uh, whatever our, our topics are. Um, and then also we'll be accepting prayer intentions from our website. So we want to pray for you. Um, We want to be able to help you. And we've got even greater things coming in the future um, to really help people, um, which we'll talk about in future episodes. But again, check out our website, protectyourpeace.live. There'll be information on how to join the Facebook group and things like that. And again, podcast every month on the 1st and the 15th. And here's the thing, you can listen to the audio only, uh, which is on Spotify and, you know, the Apple podcasts. I think that's what it's called. Uh, or you can watch this and see my closet, see Rebecca's beautiful face 
um, through YouTube. So we are going to have this as a YouTube channel. So if you want to actually see the beautiful rosary and the candle burning and just really get in the vibe with us, you can watch us. Um, we'll try to shower before every episode. No, I'm joking. Uh, but anyway, so that is another way that you can be exposed to this. And then guys, please share this with your friends. And again, this is for anyone and everyone. Um, we know that through speaking the truth and through having God as our source of light in you know, a seemingly dark world, we know that we are going to be able to elevate your joy, your happiness, your peace. So, you know, stay plugged in to this and share this with your friends. And I just have one last little thing, and then I'm going to turn it over to Rebecca for final thoughts, and she's going to close this out in prayer. But, you know, again, um, you know, I, and maybe I'll put this on a t-shirt, who knows, but I was thinking, you know, in the Bible, nowhere like it's just it's it tells us over and over do not fear like do not fear is written like what is it like 300 sometimes rebecca in the bible and yet as someone who is an overcoming chicken okay like i've literally trained before about this like how i was the biggest chicken ever and i'm still working through my own fears but you know i just want to leave you with this do not fear knowledge and truth is power and power is power through, through truth is what brings you peace. And so that's what our heart is that we're going to help you guys have more truth in your lives and have more peace. So I'm done talking, Rebecca, (laughs) please just final thoughts, close us out in prayer. Thank you everyone for being on here. Um, we're just so grateful for you. You guys, this is so funny because I got a rev on for a second. So total reality right here. So a couple hours ago, we're like, okay, so let's do our first recording today. You know, well, we planned to do it today, but both of us really fly by the seat of our pants. So we set up the time and then right beforehand, Dawn is texting me the links and everything in this picture of her beautiful closet. And it hits me and I'm like, wait, they're going to see me. Hang on. They're going to see me. And so all of a sudden I'm like, I can't record looking like this. And I definitely can't record where I am. And it was so funny. I was like, I need five more minutes. <laughs> so switch of rooms, switch things up. It was just so funny because it never dawned on me that there would be a video involved in this. And so um, anyways, it all works out. But <clears throat> closing thoughts, I guess, you know, the most important thing, let's just end with this, which is we all need to be so intentional each day in connect, you know, connecting to the source, connecting to God in some way, you know, no matter where you're at, maybe you don't pray at all. Maybe, maybe you just pray certain ways, like maybe you read scripture, which is wonderful, but there's, I guess, what is the most valuable nugget I could offer right now? I think it would be to just mention the value of making an act of adoration An act of adoration is so powerful because it's taking a moment, orienting your heart, your mind, your being towards God, acknowledging his presence, acknowledging he sees you right now, he hears you, and then being authentically whatever you are, wherever you are, before him as a child, receptive to whatever he wants to give. And so amidst the chaos, amidst the craziness, to make an act of adoration is just 
so revitalizing and no matter what is going on it can bring you peace it can bring you calm in an in an instant god is all powerful he's all knowing and just like that if we would just take a second in our crazy busy lives moment to moment whenever wherever to stop and make an act of adoration and acknowledge the father the son the holy spirit god our creator the alpha the omega the beginning and the end and say, Father, you created me in the beginning because you loved me so much that you wanted to be with me forever and eternity. And I pray that my time on earth, this moment now, is oriented in that direction towards you, towards your purpose for me. Uh, there's so much that we juggle every day and life can be so stressful, but to take a moment, uh, I'll never forget being with a priest one time. And we were in uh, before a secretary in an office, we had stopped into a public place and we were talking to her about some things, some planning and her phone rings. And she's like, oh, sorry, one second. She picks up the phone and the priest looks at me and he goes, he hits me and he goes, a door. And he closes his eyes. <laughs> and I was like, and that taught me so much because I'm like, that was awesome. We literally had a 30 seconds. She's on the phone for 30 seconds. We both stopped connected heart to heart with God, received his presence, his grace, whatever he wanted to give in that moment. Just, it's just a look. It's a glance at him. It's an acknowledgement. I mean, think about that with somebody that you love when your spouse or your child or someone you love looks at you and, and says, and it, you know, just a glance, a smile, like an exchange of love without even saying anything uh, that can bring you so much peace. And if we want peace, we have to stay connected to the source of peace, the Prince of Peace, who is Jesus and God. And so uh, that could be another thing that maybe you try to do today. And you don't have to say anything specific. You don't have to be anything. You don't have to know how to pray like Dawn the first time she prayed because God knows and loves us exactly where we're at. So wherever we're at, you can say anything to him. You know, your frustrations, your fears, your worries, but that act of surrender, abandonment, that act of, relinqu you know, relinquishing everything over to him, he will do such great things. And so I guess that, that's just my final thought. If there's anything that can bring us peace, it's to make an act of adoration and connect to the source. So with that, maybe I'll just lead us in a little prayer to end. Is there anything before I do that, Dawn? No, I was just taking notes again. <laughs> when you talk, I'm just like, oh, I love that. No, no. Okay. So no. I'll go ahead and lead us in a closing prayer then. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, you are God. Jesus, you are here. Jesus, you are truth. You are love. Jesus, you are everything. We offer to you every single listener of this podcast. We offer to you this ministry. And most of all, we offer to you the, the greatest cares of our hearts, those things that matter most to us. We offer to you our fears and anxieties, and we let go of them. We desire a greater trust in you, Jesus. We must decrease so you can increase. You are all powerful and all knowing. We place everything in your hands and we know that you will take care of us. You will guide us. 
and any sufferings that you permit us to endure, any crosses that you permit us to carry. We desire to unite them with the sufferings of your passion so that they have infinite value, so that they're not in vain, so that they bring about good, so that they're redemptive as your cross is redemptive. We love you, Jesus. We desire to receive all that you want to give us. Please help us and protect our peace. Amen. Thank you so much for joining the Protect Your Peace podcast, where we are so honored to glorify God by bringing the truth to light. We would love your help growing our ministry, so please visit our website at protectyourpeace.live and share this with family and friends. God bless everyone.